everyone welcome to the withering effect episode 138 today's date is april 3rd 2022 and i am duds or duds versus known to the rest of the interwebs and i am jimbo you may know me as jimbo slice 23 so what have you been up to this week duds massive stuff <laughs> pretty big week i saw yeah uh i released what some people are calling minecraft movies mm-hmm. not really but my Big crossover with Channel 64. Huge shout out to all those guys because they made it happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, it was it was a lot of a lot of work. There were points where I was like, man, I I could do this better. I could do that better. But between the amount of editing time in there, I think I mentioned this in my episode I'm recording right now. There's like a hundred and something clips that I did in Replay Mod, and it's just like. Wow. Oh, and replay mod, it was getting tricky because if you toss something out of your hand, it would create a duplicate in replay mod. In Minecraft, it didn't. Like, I, I physically would throw something and it would disappear or whatever. But in replay mod, it created a duplicate. So anytime I tossed something, I had to make sure to scroll through my hotbar just to make sure it would erase the duplicate. Huh. Then, if I had something happen, I'm hoping you guys have seen this episode. If you haven't seen this episode, please go watch it. I seen it. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, when I fall and a totem of undying goes off. Yes. That totem of undying animation, if you look closely, every time I made a cut, the totem animation went off again. I saw it a couple times, not every time. Right. But there's also the time where in between a cut, you would be like off screen and hurry up and whip into your spot. Yes. I noticed that one too. That happens to me. I kind of just cut that out. I tried cutting a lot of it out, Yeah, but there there was stuff I would miss, and I'd be like, I, I've already done hours of editing for this five-minute clip. I, I'm done. I'm over it. There were actually five scenes that went along with it, so me getting to everyone's base, there was a scene in between showing me, showing how I got there, and I quite literally just cut them to save time. Mm. I was like, I no. This episode's already 24 minutes long, which is one of the longer episodes this season. Well, if you'd have, if you'd have took it all the way, kept your cuts in there, then it would have been a movie. <laughs> it might have. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun. That's something I'm not going to do anytime soon again, though. The, the painfulness of trying to line up replay mod with recorded footage. Oh, man. There were a couple happy accidents. There were a couple physically, like, Taking a replay mod footage from three minutes before something happened to make it work. I was super happy with the getting punched into the void scene. How it showed me swimming through the void. I was super happy with that clip. Yeah. Yeah, like the static you did on the screen. Yeah. That was cool. And it, it wasn't even that part that was... But to me, when I got sent back, the fact that my character was able to disappear on screen is what I like more. And there are three video clips just to make all that happen. And it's like, ugh, like I had to do camera tracking. So the camera moves in the exact same position at the exact same time, once when I'm standing there and once when I'm not standing there. So if you pay attention, after I disappear, you look up the the block and the in the rod disappear and you can see the observer again because of where I had to steal my footage from. And then uh, there's just a still, I shouldn't say still, it's a replay mod footage of just the void that gets overlaid on top of everything with like a 50% opacity 
to make it looks like to make it look like I'm being shot through the void. Okay. And it's like, oh. yeah. The first scene and the last scene. Well over an hour and a half of editing, just trying to get transitions like that good. Hmm. Seems like when you're in the middle of something like that, when you're working on some big transition or you have it in your head the way you want it, mm-hmm. you will go for an hour or longer yep. to try to perfect that. I've done that. The amount of little tweaks I was doing, like, how's this and how's that? Does this look better? Uh, getting the sound in there, like when you see me in the void, there's a certain sound that plays. When I get shot through the void, there's a different sound that plays. Mm. Sound effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that was that was not fun. <laughs> Worked out. I thought it turned out really well. I'm really proud of it. It was my most viewed video on day one that I've ever had. Wow. Nice. Which is, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm super happy with it. Uh, the other stuff I worked on, I did a lot of creative work this week. I'm trying to work on a new, like, I, sh- I shouldn't say base, but a new part of my base. And I'm doing a lot of creative building there because it's just not working right. Like, I've built three different versions. And I'm just like, ah, trash, delete. Mm. But yeah, I'm finally into the survival world. And I'm just going to be like, you know what? Let's just play some blocks and see what happens. Yeah, that's what I had to do. Yeah. What about your week? How was your week? Well, it starts with creative mode and pretty much ends with creative mode. Uh, <laughs> I'm starting to build the palace slash castle. I, I want to say palace. It's more. It's looking more like a palace for the heaven that I'm building. Probably going to have to extend the heaven that I have placed. Uh, it's not on the episode yet. I mean, it, it has been mentioned that you know I'm building heaven. So yeah. I, I I pretty much laid it out there. I'm starting to put the glass in. I wanted to, you know, give it somewhat of a fog effect, you know, to make it look like a cloud. And uh, I'm going to have to extend it, make it bigger, because what I'm building in creative mode is pretty massive. So a lot of blocks, a lot of details. There's, uh, I'll have to get the name. I can't get it right now, but there's a, a build I'm going off of. I'm changing around a lot of blocks, though. But I still want to mention who it was because it's pretty similar but to get to heaven look i had to change some blocks around but i'm pretty happy with the way it looks it's still going to be a minute for me to build this thing i'm going to need a lot of quartz which is a pain but thankful for villagers it should be a little bit easier besides that besides creative mode i've been well i went and uh, round up some pillagers and had to pacify them for those listening if you didn't know you can pacify villagers or or pillagers or uh disarm them as you could say yeah i I set this up i had this on my video coming i put like a a minecart track because i have two of them in one boat and what i would do is when i'd come outside and go around them i would like circle them for a little bit just so they could use up some of the durability Mm -hmm. and uh it seems like i've gone around them like over like hundreds of times and they just wouldn't their, their weapon wouldn't break so I set up a minecart around them, and I just sat there and rode around them. And they kept shooting at you know, <laughs> sh- shooting and missing and stuff until they broke eventually. But uh, I have six of them, two of them in three different boats, and I was able to pacify them. But while while doing that, a patrol shows up. I'm like, really? And uh, if uh, those listening haven't seen my episode, I was told by the Almighty Steve not to kill the pillagers. So. I had to round these guys up. Now I got to pacify them. So 
it's <laughs> it's pretty entertaining in the video, but I've been working a lot with those. Uh, I need a place for them, and I do have a place in mind, but I don't want to spoil that. Yeah. But that's that's pretty much that's pretty much it for my week. Pacifying pillagers takes so long. Yeah, a lot longer than I thought. I would always just get them standing next to a villager and shooting into like a snow block. Yeah, that's what I heard was the best way to do it. But I think Carl stood there with a shield one time and he said it took like six shields. Yeah, he told me to use a shield, but I don't know. Kind of didn't want to sit there with the shield. I just, I was like, I'll just hop in this minecart and it worked. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll have a tutorial jumping a minecart. Yeah. For those of you listening, if you listen closely, you can probably hear my dog snoring really loud right now. And I'm not going to wake her up. So, Carl, leave it in. I don't hear it. You don't hear it? Oh, she's going to town. It might be on your end. She's chasing something. Oh, no. Just flat out. <clears throat> Dreaming of milk bones. <laughs> probably. Anyways, should we get on to the news this week? Yeah. Yeah, we got some news. We we've got a little bit of news, so we're we're out of the experimental side on the snapshots for Java. We're getting deep dark, ancient cities, warden, all that stuff, and they come with some changes. So let's start with the uh, Skulk Shrieker because we had talked about this mm -hmm. last week. How they don't spawn when you get the uh, what is it, the catalyst, and that was a good thing because then you won't have wardens spawning while you're trying to farm or harness Skulk XP. Right. Well, that has been changed back. So now Shriekers can spawn with the Catalyst, but they have a, uh, what is it called? The Warden Summon command turned off. Yep, set to false. False, correct. So they'll never spawn a Warden, which means you can now use these as decoration blocks. Well, is it that... Is it outside the deep dark it does that? Or just any shrieker that spawns? I thought it was any shrieker that would to spawn. Could be right. I know uh, the deep dark shriekers, but they're already there. They're not mm -hmm. something you spawn in. They will summon the warden. I understood it. if you wanted to like farm wardens, which again, why would you want to? They still don't have any drops or anything like that. You'd have to go find one of these. You could not make your own farm. See, I heard you couldn't. You couldn't spawn them outside the deep dark now. Oh, no, I've seen them spawn on uh, Plains Biome. Yeah, before. I thought that was changed. Uh, in a couple of videos. Oh, recently? Yeah. Okay. Maybe I missed that part. I thought I heard something. Maybe that was the change before this change. Maybe. I didn't get the update. Or maybe I'm just losing my mind, too. Yeah, or, or I didn't hear anything about this update that I'm talking about right now. How dare you? I'm supposed to know this stuff, you know? Yeah. I was supposed to do some kind of homework. I only brought one note. Yeah, I mean, the patch notes say Shriekers placed via world gen, which means only the world can spawn them, will have can summon set to be true. Okay. I mean, it pretty much says it right there. Yeah. When Shrieker is placed or generated via skulk spread, can summon is set to false. It didn't say anything about where they can be spawned or mm. any of that stuff. Yeah, it would... Mm, so you... If you're going to pick it up and place it, though... You've erased the world gen. So it's no longer a world-generated skulk. It's a place skulk. Right. So you can't really have the warden outside the deep dark. Correct. Okay. So I'm kind of right. 
Well, you can't spawn it. Yeah. All right. No, that makes sense. Uh, let's see. Another thing we talked about last week were the chest boats mm-hmm. and how if you break them, they stay chest boats. And I mentioned that's kind of dumb because it didn't match hopper minecarts and all hopper chest or minecart chests and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, instead of changing chest boats, they changed everything else. Right. The one time we stuck up for bedrock. Mm-hmm. We felt like they had it right. They should break. Yep. Your items come out. And uh, no, they said, yeah. no, Jim Bone Duds, you're wrong. Yeah. We're going to change everything else. What up, Bedrock? We finally said you guys do something right. And Mojang's like, nope. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. So, yeah, now that you, now when you break your hopper minecart, it comes in one piece. Mm-hmm. And uh, can you can you take it apart, though? As of right now, there's not a way to take it apart. Okay. But it is useful if you have a farm with a ton of hopper minecarts in it. You can just break the hopper minecart when it's not in use and then dispense it to redeploy it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So that is a welcome change. Mm-hmm. That is one good thing from this. But I, I, I just felt like you can always just stop the cart where it's at. Why pick it up and move it? Uh, because it still stays as a live entity, which could cause world lag. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Not that big of a deal if you got like one, two, to even five. But if you got 40 of them running around, mm-hmm. might be worth it. And some people have, you know, farms with minecarts that don't stop either. Yeah, I've, I've got a few, mm-hmm. but just a few. It's not too bad. Another thing <laughs> that was mentioned and talked about uh, was a redstone tutorial area Mm -hmm. and we had it under the listener comments core otter mentioned it for the desert well and it turns out that there's now one in the ancient city underneath the warden portal and we were just saying you know well maybe they're kind of giving you a little bit of redstone tutorial in the jungle temples Mm -hmm. like they probably won't give us any more this well they said, Duds and Jimbo, you're wrong again. <laughs> We're going to give you every tutorial we have in the book. This thing is loaded yeah. with different redstone circuits. But I also want to point out that this is supposed to be one of the more tough areas to traverse and explore, but yet you're putting entry-level redstone down there for people to learn. That's true. Doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But then again, we have updated loot tables now. Mm-hmm. And I really still don't feel like they're good enough to warrant me going down there. Yeah, they're kind of, they're similar to the end. Yep. But it's, there's nothing unique. You can get the the other side disc from Lena Rain. Mm-hmm. It's another place you can get the disc. Hopefully there's one in every one. But you could only get Cat in 13, too. Yeah. Why not have all of the discs down there? Yeah, make it really unique. Mm-hmm. Make it super unique. You know, let's... I'm still hoping there's something else to go down there. We, I do have a feeling it has something to do with the portal. But uh, as of right now, they just underneath the portal is where all this redstone is. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's not, I mean, some of it looks a little complicating, but some of it's pretty, you know, I don't know, straight up. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Everyone knows how that works. Yeah. Well, some people probably won't, but it is... Is it, are they willing to travel into ancient cities to learn it? Right. When you can just YouTube it. 
you right you could just youtube it <laughs> um i get what they're trying to do i just think it's the wrong place for it like i like the idea of little tutorial rooms and stuff that's why i thought the jungle temple was for but an ancient city where chance of death is high i don't know maybe the warden's a lot easier to cheese than we thought yeah we know the warden well when they updated it the second time i believe you know he's got a little bit more reach Mm-hmm. You can't cheese it too easy, but uh, there are ways. Yeah. But yeah, for just for a redstone room tutorial type of thing, I don't see you know me going down there just for that. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like they should have gave you a little bit more than just redstone tutorials. I've mentioned a while ago, like potions are something I keep having to look up. Yep. And it'd be nice to have something like that down there. You kind of get that with the igloo, a little... Tutor- but it's kind of a tutorial to convert a villager, not so much a potion. So, yeah, maybe something else down there, not just redstone, that you can learn would be nice. Yeah. I don't know. Ancient cities, they're, they're going to be cool to explore one time, and basically I'm just going to sprint there, get my swift sneak, get out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, everyone's going to want to summon the warden at least once, you know, just to yeah see how it goes. Uh, we do have variations for a lot of the abilities coming now. I think like everything's got like three or four variations, kind of like the Bastion has, and they look very cool, very good. Mm-hmm. Give some uniqueness, give some verticality to the ancient cities, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. So one, all of them won't be the same, so that's nice. Yep. They added a uh, what is it? A cold room or an ice room? The ice block room. Yes, that's what's called. Which is, I don't know, I mean, what? there's snowballs in there, there's some unique loot. Yeah, there's like some packed ice in there. I mean, it's different, kind of sets it off a little bit, but yeah, you know, nothing too special. A little bit of redstone involved, I think there's a trap door with a lever, but that's about it. I also forgot there were notch apples in the loot table. Yeah. <sighs> to me, those are still kind of just like, oh, yay, notch apple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you get one, you're kind of, okay. Got a notch apple. Really not going to use it. It's kind of just for show. Yeah. Or you eat it to get the one advancement. Right. Yeah, I'm one of those players. I don't give a crap about the advancements. Me neither. I get they're kind of supposed to help new players along with the game, but I see a lot of people like, let's try to get all the advancements. And it's like, why? For for like a mini game, I could see that being fun. Mm-hmm. I saw, uh, uh, what is it? Some UHCs. Yeah. Where they, you know, see who can get the most advancements. I, f- I find that entertaining, but mm-hmm. when I'm playing the game, I'm never worried. Like, if I get an advancement, cool. If not, oh, well. You know, I'm not trying to go through all the biomes in the nether yeah, or in the overworld to get that advancement, but... Exactly. If I do, cool. That's exactly the way I am. I do like to get a return to sender, though. That's always fun. Yeah. Just to feel feel like a cool guy. Or the uh, the sniper duel. That's a fun one. Yeah, hit the skeleton from so far away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's cool. I guess there are some cool ones, but like I said, if I don't get any advancements, I don't really mind. Uh, let's talk about April Fools. Yeah, what an yeah. I would like to call it a disaster. I don't know <laughs> if that's the word. I I wasn't too big of a fan, to be honest. No, I wasn't either. It's definitely Mojang being Mojang and trying to be trolly. The problem is with 
some of the April Fools, we've seen like what the game can do with like the infinity dimensions. Mm-hmm. It's like that was really cool, showing like, hey, the game can do stuff like this. Check this out. Whereas this April Fools was just a high end regression and felt kind of like a backhand to everyone who's been wanting an inventory update. Yeah. Like, well, here's your inventory update. We got rid of it. It's like, no, maybe not do that. Yeah, but to explain the April Fools, it was it's called one block at a time. Yeah. And this made your inventory one block. Not only that, you'd have to hold it on your person. Well, and here's the funny part. It's not even one block because you can still use your offhand in Java. So you can hold two blocks. Right. Yeah, that too. <laughs> and they seem to hold it above their head, or at least uh, mobs. They hold mobs above their head. That's the one thing from the update I thought was real cool was the grabbing a mob and carrying it above their head. Mm-hmm. It would make transporting villagers so much easier. Yeah, the villagers are holding villagers. Yeah. That was pretty funny. There are some you know funny things. I get it. It's April Fool's. It's a, it was supposed to be a joke. Yeah. But uh, kind of had to go out of your way to you know put it in there and, and to play with it. I could, yeah, I might go. I, I didn't mess with it at all. Wasn't really all that interested. Mm-hmm. But I could see it being entertaining for maybe five minutes. Yeah. I did see some pretty neat clips people were able to do. I think Wintergrave, where he grabbed a chicken, it was able to flutter all the way down into like the depths of a cave. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I saw someone throw a kelp block in the nether and it created water source. Really? So you could have water in the nether. I didn't see that. It's pretty neat. Yeah, it really wasn't anything I felt like was worth playing with. So I, I didn't even download it. Yeah, I remember when they would do April Fool's before, they would actually put it in the game. Like they would mess up. The text, the textures in vanilla, and uh, now it's kind of like you have an option to play with the April Fool's snapshot or not. Not like that. Mm -hmm. Should we move on to listener comments? Yeah, I don't think I can think of anything we're missing. But we don't have any listener comments either. Yeah. (laughs) Very much a quiet week on the Discord. Thanks for those comments. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for that, Jimbo. (laughs) <laughs> yeah if you guys would like to comment we pull comments from our discord and the discord is the only place where you can talk to everyone who works on the show easily just take link's word for it hello there miners and crafters this is link come and join me on the withering effect discord it's a great place to hang out with the people that work on the show and other fellow listeners like yourselves the link is in the show notes Join today, and let's discuss the game we love. Thank you for the Discord ad link. And speaking of the Discord, it's the only place you can get involved in our Mending Minecraft vote. This week, we asked you to choose between one of three mobs for us to discuss and improve. Your choices were Ender Dragon, Magma Cube, Mushroom. And the winner of Mending Minecraft this week is... Ender Dragon. Like there was even a choice. Yeah, well, there's two other choices. A Magma Cube <laughs> and, the mushroom, and the Mushroom. But uh, they, Magma Cube had 15, Mushroom had 13, Ender Dragon had 24. So people want to people see how we can change the Ender Dragon. I'll bring up first that I think people chose Ender Dragon because they want to change the Ender Dragon fight. 
but that's not what mending Minecraft is. It's about changing the specific ob or not ob. I can't talk now. Mob item change the ob structure. That being said, I did change the Ender Dragon and the way they fight, but I did not change the fight itself. There you go. Yep. Yeah, people might be interested in different fights as well. Mm. Okay, I got a paragraph here on the Ender Dragon. <laughs> you do. Probably a whole book. It actually rolled over. Yeah, I had to use another part of the notes. <laughs> I got extra notes today, guys. So, you're lucky. Uh, the Ender Dragon is a gigantic flying hostile boss mob found when first entering the end. She is the largest natural, naturally spawning mob in the game and is widely acknowledged as the final boss of Minecraft. Because when you beat it, you get the credits. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dragon has 200 health points, or 100 hearts, and can take damage only from explosions and player-based damage. Also is immune to all status effects. Her health is frequently restored by nearby end crystals, indicated by a magical white beam connecting the ender dragon to the crystals. Destroying an end crystal that is actively healing the dragon causes 10, uh, 10 heart damage, or well, 5 hearts of damage. Didn't know that. Uh, when the Ender Dragon is defeated, she drops 12,000 experience points, enough to bring the player from 0 to 68 levels, while leaving behind a dragon egg in the center of the End Island portal uh, that has just opened. So, you know, portal opens after you, it's defeated. Uh, the end, end Dragon can do a melee attack or shoot purple fire charges that acts as acid, actually called Dragon Acid, Ender Acid. I didn't know there was a name for it. thought it was Dragon's Breath. Yeah, same here. But this can be gathered up and bottled into bottles, known as Dragon's Breath. Players can resummon the Ender Dragon by placing four end crystals on the edges of the exit portal, one on each side. You actually you want to look it up where to place these things, because you can mess that up. There was a way for the longest time where you could cheat it, and you can do it with, like, two, I think? Yep, yep, you can take out part of the portal. I don't know if that's still around. I think it's been patched. Mm. Okay, fixing the dragon. Let's get some some easy things out of the way. One, I want to hatch the dragon egg. Yeah. I really do. <laughs> no function as of, as of right now. Exactly. At least at one point, it was used to break bedrock. Whether or not it still can, I don't know. I don't think. At least the way they used to use it, break it, doesn't work. I know there's a way to duplicate it, but yeah, you could duplicate anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second is randomize the flight. And this will help randomize the fight. Because as of right now, the dragon flies around in a circle, in a circle, in a circle, in a circle, and then finally lands on the perch, flap, 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 and then gets up and... Flies around in circles, all that good jazz. Maybe have swooping attacks and uh, stuff like that in there. It has it has the ability to do this stuff, but right now it's shooting from a high distance, and it's relatively easy once you understand what's going on, where this is going to have a uh, a detriment to your fight. So okay, when the dragon's on a perch. Don't stand near its mouth because it's going to spit acid all over you, according to what you said. We didn't know it's good. Dragon's breath. Always go for the butt, but let's, let's change that up a little bit. Maybe it stays up high a little bit longer, but has some low flying areas. Uh, the other is I would like the dragon to land and walk around. That'd be cool. 
Yeah. Maybe like it would charge the player or something. Yeah, give it something different to attack, different kind of attack. Right. It'd be, I think that would be pretty scary, have that dragon land and like run right at you. Mm-hmm. And then the final thing, maybe it would have like a wind blast or a roar. So maybe while it's on the ground doing charging and all that stuff, maybe it can scream. Because you know when a dragon hits you and it flings you? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Maybe have that like in its wings so it'll land and it'll charge you and then stop and then you see it start flapping its wings to build up the ability to like knock you off the platform yeah so you're changing up the fight without changing just the fight this is what i said i'm giving the dragon more abilities to change the fight which is what everyone wants they want the fight to be different they want it to be a bit more difficult but i didn't just change the fight i changed the dragon itself yeah sort of sort of what would you do? What, to change the dragon? Yeah. What would you do to change the dragon and make the fight more fun without directly changing the fight? Oh. Oh, I thought you meant just the dragon itself. Change it. Like, make it look different. That's what I was thinking you were saying. <laughs> well, I mean, I could do that too, but I know why the dragon got picked. Yeah. And it was to, it was to make the fight more fun, more challenging. So I was trying to change the dragon to make the fight better. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I was giving the people what they wanted while at the same time not defying the rules of mending Minecraft. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I could think of is give it more tax. Yeah. Uh, you did mention the, what, the blast mm. attack or wind attack. I don't know. Like, for instance, you got what Charizard, Pokemon. He's got all kind of attacks. He can do all kinds of stuff. <laughs> you know, tackle attack, uh, f- flamethrower. And I mentioned the charge attack. Yeah. It kind of does that melee thing that I mentioned in the notes, but yeah, yeah, that can be avoided. It does hit hard when it does that, and then you gotta, you know, worry about hitting the ground. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's really not difficult to beat the dragon nowadays if it's your first time or yeah, you're playing on hardcore. It does make it a little bit more intense, especially when you have an elytra. The dragon fight's super easy. You just fly around shooting all the crystals. Mm-hmm. And you can technically, when you get to the end, not fight the dragon, get your elytra first. Yep. Just pillar out there. Mm-hmm. And then come back and, yeah, like you said, it'd be a lot easier. It's like cheesing it. Yep. In that sense. It can be done. I've seen it done. Yep. I did it, I think. First time I fought it. Yeah. Not the very first time, but this season. Yeah. I, I, I like the idea of it landing. Mm-hmm. Maybe like a different animation. Because it never, it never lands, really, even when it goes to the center portal area. Yeah, it just kind of lays there and flaps still. Yeah. So, I mean, give it a break, you know? I mean, yeah. flying around the end for a while, you know, land at all. It would be neat. I don't know. It would, it would be neat to see just, like, a random dragon in the end. Just, like, not in the center. Just, like, Ooh. elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Because... I like I like the fact that you get all that XP, like a like I said, twelve thousand experience points. Yeah. After you summon it again, I think it's five hundred experience points. It's really not many. Mm-hmm. It's a good bit, but not compared to the first time. But maybe those dragons out there, that would be the reason to kill these things. I mean, besides you, you know, defending yourself, but to get some more experience points. I mean, no way to farm them wouldn't go that far but it'd just be cool to see random dragons every once in a while the spot between the main island 
in the other islands, that big void of emptiness would be a great spot to have dragons in there. Because then you're not changing up the end as we know it. But if you're really wanting to, you can go fight dragons over the void. Ooh, that would be really cool. Yeah, there's yeah, there's not any end crystals to heal it up. So you're right. It's definitely a challenge with the just a void being there. Mono e mono. I have a hard time getting centered if I don't have uh huh like a, a like border chunk borders that helps. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, and that's why I think a dragon fight over the void like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, then again, how are you going to get the XP? It's kind of going to fall into the void. Maybe it's got slow falling on the XP when they fall. Yeah, you kind of got to swoop it. <laughs> yeah, you, you definitely wouldn't want to fight it just for the XP in that situation. You're right. But it'd still be a cool fight. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's the fact that it only drops XP. Like, you don't get an item, just that egg. Mm-hmm. Like, if it were to drop anything, sometimes we, we, we make it to where they drop elytras. Some SMPs do. We've done it before. Yeah, I've got that on my uh, single-player world. Dragon were to drop an elytra. Yeah. Mainly because I didn't want to have to spend the entire time pillaring out, looking for more Lytra in the end. Uh, especially if you're playing by yourself. It's like, you, you, you're going to find the Elytra. It's not. It's just now, how much time are you willing to spend on it? And I've made mention that my time is very small. So, especially in my single player world, knowing it was just me, I couldn't rely on server mates to build farms that could help me along or buy something from shops. I made sure that my single-player world was like a testing ground for new ways to play. Having the dragon fi- uh, drop an elytra was, was a nice thing, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely comes in handy. Yeah. I see not doing it on a server, but I think we had it on Comicraft for a while. Yeah, but it was random. It wasn't every time. Yeah, and that was because I knew we'd have players run to every in-city within 10,000 blocks and take all the elytras. Yeah. That's the problem when you play on a semi-public server. That happens. It happens. Uh, but should we get into the topic? Because Carl's wanting our shows to be a little bit shorter. He's got a lot of work coming up, so I don't blame him. But for the next few weeks, we might have a little bit shorter episodes. So we're just going to jump right into it. Just try not to leave anything out. Yeah. Try to cover everything. Which also means if you want to leave more comments and stuff, more than likely give you guys a priority yeah i always love answering questions and comments like Mm -hmm. the ones we have for the post show today super super happy for yeah anyways this topic was by jimbo this week yeah it's a pretty big thing going around Mm -hmm. and i was kind of like okay (laughs) (laughs) it's a little bit different how we're gonna do it yeah do you want me to explain it yeah go ahead we're gonna talk about this new dimension Okay, a lot of people speculate. It's almost given to us that there's going to be a new dimension coming to Minecraft. And uh, we, we've talked about it a little bit, but we really haven't gone into depth what our expectations are, what we expect from it, and uh, how this came to be type of deal. Yeah. So we're not going to like back and forth what's your number one, two, three thing. We're just right. going to have a discussion about this. But that would be a good idea. I'm going to start the discussion with I'm wary about topics like this because as much as we fully expect a new dimension coming soon, Mojang has been dead set against announcing anything like this. Mm -hmm. 
I don't want people twisting our words and saying, well, they said a new dimension's coming. We have no inside knowledge. We're just talking to talk. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> we don't know, but they shouldn't have gave us a giant portal in the deep dark. <laughs> and called it a portal. Yeah, and then called the mini structure a mini portal. So that's like the biggest thing on this thing's got to be a dimension. Yeah. And before we start, I have a couple more theories on this thing. Okay. King B-Dogs got hired in. We had him on the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, before he went to Minecraft or Mojang, he made a mod called the Aether or Ether. And uh, he, it's a whole new dimension with a bunch of exotic type of mobs and different plantations and just a, a overall different world. And I feel like he got brought in to help with this new dimension. So there's that. And uh, I feel like this deep dark, it's kind of rare to find one of these cities. And uh, I feel like it's going to be the end game type of deal. Mm -hmm. But well, then again, you know, you do have the credits after the dragon fight. That's the only thing throwing me off here. It's the only thing throwing me off. But I feel like there has to be something in the end for you to bring back to get this portal open. And it's just, it's not there yet. Maybe it has something to do with the dragon egg. Maybe what we were talking about, maybe the dragon dropped something for you to light this thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But if there's only so many of these deep, dark cities, or whatever they're called, pretty sure I'm saying it wrong, ancient cities, Yeah. You know, there's only so many portals. So it's got to be a pretty rare item to light. And I have a feeling you're, it's not going to be a flint and steel type of deal. No. I will start with, I don't think King B-Dogs was brought in because of a new dimension. I think it's because he's got really good modding skills, and that seems like a perfect fit for Mojang. Oh, he's definitely a good mod, that's for sure. I'm not saying that. I think the fact that he helped create the Aether mod is a huge plus, and it works well for Mojang. And it works well in said theory. Mm-hmm. There's that. Yeah, he, he helps with a lot of different mobs and everything. Mm-hmm. He actually does a lot, and it does a lot with uh, just the community in Minecraft in general. Yeah. Not just the Aether, but I feel like it's a big part of it. Well, let's start into, like, what goes into a new dimension? Like, what do we want to see from something like this? Like, we've mentioned before, it, it just can't be another overworld, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't expect to see, like, grass. Like, you go into the nether, you have netherrack. You go into the end, you have endstone. So I feel like we're going to get a completely different block of terrain. It might be involving skulk Mm -hmm. but then again i'm thinking there would be so much xp around yeah like you can go there and just mine xp so maybe something different than that but i feel like it being in the deep dark skulk would have to be involved somehow so that's my first theory but i would like to see the terrain not to just generate as if it was the overworld or the end the end kind of generates like the overworld except it's in a void the nether's a little different, the way that terrain generates, but I would like to see something completely different if they could. Yeah, I like where they went with the nether update. Mm-hmm. The nether update is, to me, is that foundation stone. Because like, remember, we had the end update once before. And everyone was like, oh, yeah, this is great. And then like after three months, we were like, oh, this is boring. <laughs> and then we got the nether update. And I've always done the, well, I go in, get my stuff, and get out. But visually... The Nether update is a huge improvement from what was there, and it feels lively. Yeah. So to me, that's the foundation for any new dimension moving forward. So the vegetation will need to be different. We got warped and crimson wood. We got the nylium. We got fungus. 
We need some kind of different vegetation. Possibly food. Food. Uh, mobs. In every, every dimension, there's food. Even the end has coarse fruit. Right. Uh, we need mobs we've never seen before. At the end, we've got striders, which are just adorably ugly. Mm-hmm. Both of those. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'd like to see something like that. Even something to maybe interact with, like, you know, the piglins. Yeah. How you can interact with those. That would be cool. Yeah. But completely maybe alien looking, you know, not something we can recognize as a pig or a villager. Mm-hmm. Something completely different looking. That would be, that would be cool. And maybe, uh, I might be pushing it, maybe bring some of that to the deep, dark ancient cities. I don't know. I think you would be pushing it. I could see hints. Yeah. That might be where the skulk comes in. They're bringing that into our world. Just that. Cause just because of the way it grows, maybe some way it made its way through the portal mm-hmm. in these ancient cities. Yeah. And I'm going to steal from your side here because you mentioned like structures and the ability to loot. Mm-hmm. It's a good idea. And like you said, you're interacting with this now new group of tribesmen. Beings. <laughs> mm-hmm. But... Yeah, it's a great way to make the world feel alive. Yeah, I wouldn't even mind if we couldn't bring them into the overworld. You know, that was just that thing. Right. Yeah, you can't bring piglins into the overworld. Right, not without them converting in the zombie piglin. Uh-huh. But yeah, new terrain, new vegetation. Also, this comes with new structures. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, you know, uh, every every dimension or every everywhere has loot you know there's loot to be found everywhere so i could see a lot of deep dark type of loot in there you know maybe swift sneak uh, we're still waiting for the unique loot in the ancient cities but i would still like to see something unique in the new a new dimension maybe like you know native to that dimension yeah kind of like when you go to a village you find spruce wood fits in a spruce forest or something along those lines Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you go because you have one that's completely different than mine and then our last item is both very similar. Okay, yeah. A new substance mm-hmm. I feel like would have to be added to this. Uh, I mentioned before I feel like it's more of the end game than the end is even though it's called the end. So yeah. then again I'm still, I don't know, crossing the line there because the end is the end game. So if this is the end game it's got to be more deadly. It's got to be more challenging. And what's more challenging than the void? You know, you're not, you're not going to come back from the void. You're going to lose everything. Maybe they can put a deadly substance that you have to avoid in this new dimension that could, you know, eat away netherite. It can eat away anything that you may have that, you know, if you get into this either cloud or maybe a fluid or something along those lines. I don't know. I'm trying to think of something, you know, out of the box. I love this idea, and I've expanded on your idea. Okay. So when I, I heard this was a thing, I go, well, you think of avoidable substance in Minecraft right now. Right now, you really only have two. You have lava and the void. Mm-hmm. Two things that can hurt you just by touching it. I mean, other than, you know what I'm talking about, cactuses yeah. and stuff like that. What if you had this like black tar substance that moves slower than lava when poured, but it's so sticky, it's like honey where you can't get out of it. And you call it the deep death. Ooh. Because it's part of the deep dark. The deep death is, yeah. 
or the dark something. Right. Dark tar. You say my name's too menacing, too scary. <laughs> yeah, the word death, I was thinking, eh. Yeah, that probably <laughs> won't fly. But then uh, I feel like there'd have to be some kind of way to get out of it. I mean, even even what I was thinking, you know, some kind of substance to avoid. It'd have to be a way to get out of it, but it's very deadly also. Yeah. just don't know what you could do. I don't know what the substance is, so I wouldn't know how to get out of it. But right. yeah, I feel like there's got to be something more deadly inside this dimension mm-hmm. to kind of compete with the void. Some natural. Mm-hmm. It's got to be a natural thing that can kill you. Right. But now you have this natural thing that can kill you. How are you going to get around this new dimension? Yeah. Every dimension has a has a way to get around. You look at the nether, you can ride on striders. You look at the end, you can fly with an elytra. This dimension? Rideable flying mob. There we go. That's what I've been wanting for so long. Yes. I think I mentioned this some time back. I would like to see... Well, that was, that was a bold prediction of mine. A rideable flying mob in here. I don't think it could quite outdo the elytra. So the end could still be the end game in this case. Mm. But it would also, you know, give you a really cool companion. Yeah. And a awesome, almost heroic way to get around. <laughs> I would do it a lot like the Strider. How you have the... Uh warped fungus on a saddle well yeah in a saddle but the warped fungus on a stick so essentially you're feeding the strider to move you around you would need to feed this mob to get it to move around right not so much something on a stick honestly i I don't like the idea of something on a stick yeah and if you didn't have it it would kind of go its own way right kind of just there for the ride Mm -hmm. see i'd be okay with that as long as i'm able to ride it you could ride the dragon in the uh, one block update can you? Yep. Well, I didn't know that. Can't control it, but you can ride it. Hmm. Doesn't try to fight you? Uh, I assume it's trying to, but it just can't, because it can't see you. Yeah, you're on its back. That's pretty neat. Maybe that's, maybe they're giving us something, a little hint. Maybe. I, I don't see it being like a dragon. Like, right. We, you've said a long time ago, you love to have a red dragon. Mm-hmm. Right? That was like one of your biggest yeah. fantasies. Is to ride a red dragon. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, pro- I don't see us getting a red dragon, but anything, any large rideable mob would be cool. Would be cool, even if it's something we've never seen before. Right? Maybe it's a giant hawk. Yeah. Alien. Mm-hmm. A deep dark hawk. Yeah. Got neon green eyes. Like a phantom. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, he's no phantom. Oh, if we could ride phantoms. <laughs> I was just thinking that maybe there's phantoms in there. Give us a use for a phantom. Anyways, I think that's going to do it for today's show. But before I have Jimbo read us out, I want to say a huge thank you to all of our patrons who are supporting the show. Our milk level patrons are Omni, Croc, Fragerock, Casey Plays Games, OB, Vipers, Tuna, and WireGuy. If you too would like to get access to exclusive benefits and hours of extra content each month, please consider joining at patreon.com slash the wizarding effect. And if you like the show, you can share it with all of your friends and on social media. If you listen on Spotify, Rate and follow us so you never miss a future episode. Or if you listen on Apple Podcasts, leave us a nice review. Doing any of these really helps the show reach more listeners. If you'd like to get in contact with us, send an email to podcast at thewitheringeffect.com. Tweet us, leave a voice message, or join the Discord where you can have a chat with everyone who works on the show and fellow listeners. All the links will be in the show notes. This show has been brought to you by Jimbo and myself, but also our digital producer Carl. He helps make sure the show ends up where it should be, 
and the amazing music you hear in the intro and outro was created by the one and only decoy everyone's social media info can be found in the show notes you guys have been awesome thank you so much for getting words with us you should probably go drink some milk now bye see you guys <laughs>